0: Amen, amen. Good morning again, everyone. If you are here for the very first time, I forgot to mention earlier, I'm Ricky Oyala. I'm the senior pastor of this church, and I welcome all of you. Uh, we start a new series that is titled He Chose the Nails. And it's based on a study by Max Lucato, and we're doing that during the Lenten season. We encourage all of our life groups to do this study so that way everybody is growing together week by week as we lead up to Easter. Now, for those of you who are saying, you know what, oh man, I forgot to sign up. There's still some uh, spots available. You can go to our uh, church center app or to our website. And in fact, I'm leading a uh, uh, one of the groups on Wednesday nights here in the sanctuary at seven o'clock. My. Um My my link for the Church Center Apple website is still open. Please, I encourage you, it's not too late. Go ahead and register for it. We're going to start this coming Wednesday on March 9th at 7 p.m. here in our sanctuary. And the way it's going to work is because we have over 30 people already signed up already for that Wednesday, but we can use more, right? And so it's definitely welcome for anyone. When when you come in at 7 o'clock, we'll start off with a prayer, or you may get a song or two, I don't know, but then we're going to go and watch the video. After the video, you'll be breaking out into smaller groups here within the sanctuary. For those of you who are uh, joining already on Wednesday nights and you have your own group, you're welcome to comment and watch the video together with everybody else, and then you can go back into your areas as you continue to grow spiritually. But that's why I just want to give you a little bit of rundown, okay? Now that my public service announcement has been made, I continue on with my message here today. Now, I want to ask you a question. Uh, for those of you have you heard the saying that says you are what you eat amen. Oh, oh amen I, okay I, so a few of so if you never heard it you know you, I, I've heard it a few times and direct it at me or I, I'm said it to somebody else right and so I remember back in years ago years 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 ago back in 1996 and you are probably be like, that's nothing. That's only, you know, a few years ago. Now, for me, 1996, I still remember one of the things I did was sign up in the military, right? And so one of the things that they had to do in the military in order to continue on to the next step, but you have to go through this physical uh, agility test that dealt with uh, uh, sit-ups and push-ups and do so many in a certain amount of time. And then the two-mile run oh i remember i said you know what okay i don't i didn't really mind the push-ups and the sit-ups why because i'm in one station i'm good in one position but when you with running oh boy and i say you are what you eat because i want to share with you i i I worked at burger king (laughs) and i worked at mcdonald's all right and so going into the military having this type of background i remember the day that the drill sergeant were all together and let's say i'm going to use this as a starting point and the drill sergeant says okay everybody starts here if it's two miles you have a certain amount of time because it's based on your age and things so as you you have a certain amount of time and the other drill sergeant will be at the end and i'm looking where's the end all right But he says, you'll see him. As soon as you see him, you know, it's coming close. You're getting getting closer to the two-mile run. And so I remember starting, I'm thinking, oh, boy. So bear with me. They're with me. So I'm like, I'm chugging away. Oh, I'm chugging away. And I'm already sweating, just taking a few steps into, right? And I'm going at it. And then what do you do when, when those of you who have done exercising before, you, you, your saliva starts uh, kicking in, and, and I'm sweating already. It's a hot day. We're in Oklahoma. And, and I'm going, and, and, I, and I spit out a, a, a Big Mac, Right? <laughs> I keep on going, and, and then, I, and then I, I, I do another spit, and, and there's the Whopper, right? Oh, oh. Not, that's not literally, obviously, you know, but I'm going, and then, and then oh, here's this another spit, and there's the, there's the McRib sandwich. Oh, my goodness. And then, have you ever had? Oh, hold on, hold on, <laughs> Have you ever a spit, and then you're thinking it's, it's, it's going to come out of your mouth, and, and, it's, and it's hanging, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> So I'm running and I'm thinking I'm cool. I spit and it's like, oh, 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 that must be the quarter pounder with cheese. All right, uh, I know it's disgusting, right? Today's theme is about spit. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever, don't raise your hand, have you ever spit on anybody? We're going to go into that in a moment, but... Has anybody ever spit on you? You know, in Pennsylvania, people who know that they, have, they are infected with the HIV or AIDS or sexually transmitted disease like uh, S- STDs for short and engage in sexual conduct or bite or spit on people can be charged with reckless endangerment Aggravated assault, or even attempted murder? That's here in the state of Pennsylvania. Spitting isn't intended to hurt the body. It is intended to degrade the soul. And that it does. With that in mind, I want to go into Scripture today. To the book of Matthew, chapter 27. And so let me give you a little bit of background. Uh, I don't have time to read all of 27, but you see that Jesus was arrested. Um, and then he's already in, in, uh, in front of, uh, uh, on trial. And then he is, uh, they release a criminal in order for him to be uh, crucified. And that's the word that's already been mentioned. And so this is where we find ourselves on Verse 27. I'm reading from the NLT version, and the words will be up on the lower of the screen. Some of the governor's soldiers took Jesus into their headquarters and called out the entire regiment. I want to pause there. I I just wish that I knew how many are there, because you're looking at it. When I served in the military, you got a squad, you had a platoon, you got a battalion. There's so many things, but I always wonder how many, because it says they called out the entire regiment and they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him they wove thorn branches into a crown and put it on his head and they placed a reed stick in his right hand as a scepter then they knelt before him in mockery and taunted hail king of the jews And they spit on him. And they spit on him. And grabbed a stick and struck him on the head with it. When they were finally tired of mocking him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him again. Then they led him away to be crucified. I know that Daniel already prayed for me, but let me pause for a word of prayer. God, at this very moment, as I go into today's message, we're going through this Lenten season and really just touching base on several things that we sometimes overread. And what does each part signify for our lives. So God, I know that it could be disgusting thinking about spit or saliva, but I pray, God, that today's message we continue to understand so that way we can continue to grow spiritually to be more Christ-like. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know about you, Lane. Every time I read that passage, I get mad. Am I the only one? I get mad because, come on, Jesus, do something. Do something. You got the power. You can you, you call any angels up. You can do whatever you got to do. I mean, I've seen you, you know, I, I read about doing miracles and, the, and, and, and so many other things, God, and do something. They're, they're putting a crown of thorns on your head. They're hitting you over the head with the, with the stick that they place in your right hand, God, and then... then, then They spit on you. And I don't know if it's, I think it would have to be more than one person because it says they spit on him. So what does that they represent? Is it two? Is it three? Where's the regiment? So that's why I was saying earlier, I wish we knew how many they were. But even that doesn't matter in the sense of how many people still spit on Jesus. While he was already down. So why? So even lead, uh, leading up to this sermon this week, I think, I'm, God, I'm having trouble to understand ways of how I can tell the congregation about this. And, and this is where I believe the Spirit was uh, in my heart to the, during the week. And you ever, you ever go through something so difficult, but it was in a way easier to go through because you were expecting it? You know, one of my prayers on a regular basis on every morning, as I pray, I say, God, help me throughout this day. Let me be more like you. But, but also, God, help me with the unexpecteds. You know, those unexpecteds of phone calls that something has happened, unexpe- whether it's from the family, whether it's from work, those unexpecteds, God, let me be Christ-like. Let me represent who you are with those unexpected. So until, I got to tell you, as I shared before, God has a sense of humor. Be like, okay, I heard your prayer. Here's, here's an unexpected, right? But I, I act differently because I remembered my prayer to God. Okay, God, this is an unexpected, and this is what I prayed for. I didn't know what it was going to be, but I knew that something, I felt like something, just in case it was unexpected, let me be ready for it a little different from what I do because I didn't know what the unexpected, but Jesus knew what he was going to go through. And this is where the, where, where the Spirit led me was in the book of Mark, chapter 10. The words are not going to be up on the screen, so I ask that you follow along on, on verse 32 of that chapter 10. They were on their way up to Jerusalem and Jesus was walking ahead of them. The disciples were, were filled with awe, and the people following behind were overwhelmed with fear. Taking the 12 disciples aside, Jesus once again began to describe everything that was about to happen to him. Listen, he said, we're going up to Jerusalem where the Son of Man will be betrayed by the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. They will sentence him to die and hand him over to the Romans. They will mock him, and here it is, spit on him, flog him with a whip, and kill him. But after three days, he will rise again. So from that Matthew passage I was reading throughout the week, and I I was like, I don't know how to deal with this because I'm dealing with some emotions that are not really good. God is like, why would you do this? And then I got to that passage that Jesus already knew what was going to happen to him. As mentioned, spitting isn't intended to hurt the body. It is intended to degrade the soul, and and that it does. And what were the soldiers, what were the soldiers doing? Were they not elevating themselves at the expense of another? They felt big by making Christ look small. Have you done that? Earlier I asked if you had ever spit on somebody. Maybe you've never literally spit on somebody, but almost similar to the, the journey that we have in life, Almost like the, that, that military, you know, it's like you don't know where, where it is. I, you, you just know you got to go somewhere, and, and God, I'm going to follow you. And then, so you start taking the steps uh, in life, and then things happen. And then so you spit on somebody, not literally, but you, maybe you're gossiping. And by gossiping, you're spitting, all right? So that, or you spit on somebody, and then you keep on going in, in, in life to that journey to try to get to the end uh, a part where God wants you to be. But then you maybe slander somebody. And then so that's another spit that goes on. And then you continue on. And then maybe you raised your hand in anger. And that's more of a spit there. And then you continued on in life. And maybe you made somebody feel bad in order for you to feel good. And that is the type of spit that we may be doing to others. That's what the spit represents. It represents the sin that's in our lives. That's what the soldiers did to Jesus. Truth be told, we continue to spit on Jesus. when we find ourselves gossiping or making somebody feel bad in order for us to to feel good and we are doing it to Jesus and and why 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 pastor why would you say that because in Matthew 25 verse 40 he says when you did it to the least of these you did it unto me so we can get mad at the at those soldiers spitting on Jesus but when we look at ourselves are we doing the same thing We fall short of the glory of God even when we are made in his image. Sin is what makes us fall. Like the Apostle Paul mentioned, he knows the right of what he needs to do, but he does the complete opposite. I'm going to take you there to the Romans chapter 7 only selected verses i'm going to start with a halfway of 18b maybe you 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 can understand what paul was going through while he was writing when he said this i want to do what is right but i can't this is romans 7 halfway through verse 18 i want to do what is good but i don't i don't want to do what is wrong but i do it anyway But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is a sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. And you may even say the same thing. I do what's wrong even though I want to do what's right and I don't know what it is, but I do love God's law with all of our hearts and that's where the struggle is. But there is another power on verse 23 within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Yes, there's going to be struggle. Throughout this journey of Lent, there's going to be struggle. After Lenten is over, you're still going to have struggles. Struggles. To begin the Lenten season, we had an Ash Wednesday service here in our sanctuary, and we also provided it online. And in that passage, I remember Jesus went to the synagogue, and he was handed the scroll of Isaiah. And as he opened it up, he found where he needed to read, and it was Isaiah 61, where it talks about that, uh, regarding the, the, the beauty uh, for ashes, that he was going to set the captives free. And, and if you missed it, we still have available in our playback through our YouTube and, and, uh, and Facebook part. But but he, he quoted then Isaiah, and in preparation for this service, there was another passage of Isaiah that I found very interesting because here's what Jesus, remember what, what happened in Matthew, what Jesus went through. And here is Isaiah chapter 50, verses 5, beginning on verse 5. It says, the sovereign Lord has spoken to me, and I have listened I have not rebelled or turned away. I offered my back to those who beat me and my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I I did not hide my face from mockery and spitting. You know, Leviticus, another Old Old Testament passage of uh, Leviticus chapter 15, verse 8. It says, if a man spits on you, you are to wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and then you will be unclean throughout that evening. There's no mention in the Bible that Jesus and the spit that was on him from more than one individual, it doesn't say that anybody wiped the spit from Jesus. Therefore, I need you to think about this for a moment. In that Matthew 27, verse 31, it says, When they, the the soldiers, when they were finally tired of mocking him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him, and they led him away to be crucified. mingled with his blood and sweat was the essence of our sin. The one who chose the nails is also the one that chose the saliva. The sinless one took on the face of a sinner so that the sinners could take on the face of a saint. So what do we do? Allow the spit of the soldier to symbolize the filth in our hearts. And then, and then, observe what Jesus does with our filth. He carries it to the cross. Let us pray. God, as we come before your presence, we're sorry for spitting on people. And when we do that, God, just hearing that we're also spitting on you, we're sorry, God. It's so easy to look at those Roman soldiers and others that spit on you, God, and get mad at them, and here we are, we are, we still do it. We pray, God, for your blessing. We pray God. We pray for your guidance. We pray, God, on this journey of life that you can be with us and that the things that we do can be more Christ-like. We may be hurting, God, and We come before your presence and asking for forgiveness. You are a God that forgives. You're a God of mercy. You're a God of love. You're a God of justice. We can't do this alone. Help us, God. Help us prepare our hearts, our minds, as we take communion today. You know, there's a song out there, ladies and gentlemen, that is titled, The Old Rugged Cross. It's one of my favorites, and when I think about what Jesus did for us, where he took our spit and
1: took it to the cross. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross, where the dearest and best For a world of lost sinners was slain So I'll cherish the old rugged cross until my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old
0: On the night before he gave himself up for you and for me, he had a meal with his disciples where he took the bread, he gave thanks, he then broke it. And he said, take and eat, for this is my body broken for you. He then took the cup, He gave thanks and he told them, drink from it all of you for this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for many for their forgiveness of sins. God, we come before your presence. Thanking you for the body that was broken, your blood that was shed. For carrying our spit, our filth, our sin to the cross. We ask it for forgiveness, God. So what I'm going to do, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to go into the Lord's Prayer. When it comes to the moment of asking for forgiveness, I'm going to pause there. And you can ask for forgiveness for what you have done and what you feel your spit has been. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. Ask God for forgiveness. We thank you, God, for forgiving us. Help us to be more like you. forgive us our trespasses let's join together as we forgive those who trespass against us lead us not to temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen